The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I got to tell you, I uh, I left here a little after six on Friday, and as I was as I was leaving was the breaking news about and I, I hadn't seen it I've been you know finishing things up finishing up the week so if it, it had if it had broken before six which I think it had um, but I didn't find out till six ish that the Cowboys had traded for uh, a third string quarterback <laughs> it's just like what 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 in the world I mean I think we all knew that Trey Lance wasn't going to be sticking with the San Francisco 49ers you know, a player that they gave three number ones for and who has been uh, extremely unlucky in his time with the uh, 49ers and just in terms of injuries and coming back and then, you know, having a guy who was Mr. Irrelevant, real, literally, uh, and Brock Purdy, um, you know, figuring it all out. But for the Cowboys, I mean, they stole him, uh, fourth-round pick, uh, at the expense of, of Will Greer, who then went on to, and I realize it was a preseason game and everything, but he had a fantastic performance Saturday night. I think that speaks more for his mental capability about overcoming and and his skill set because he threw some. I watched that game yesterday. He he threw some really nice passes. I mean, you can talk about the level of competition, but every player on that field was is fighting for a job because they know – that they're probably amongst the 1,100 that are going to get cut between now and and next week as the NFL teams go from 90 to 55, 53-ish, plus the practice squad. Um, but I was shocked. <laughs> Weren't you? Yes, very surprised. Did not see that coming at all. It feels like you're pretty happy with your backup right now. Um, Cooper Rush. And yeah. Cooper Rush. And so it, that, that Cowboys weren't a team that was – you know the obvious hey they need a backup they need somebody that they can rely on so that was that was a big surprise to me yeah uh but i mean it, when you when you kind of peel it back just a little bit though i mean on one hand it 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 makes a lot of sense i mean i you know you, does it i think it does because um because dak is 30 years old he he hasn't he hasn't proven to be able to to be a guy that can can take you deep um you know how, how many injuries does he have left in him before he's before he's expendable jared stephen jones did say on the broadcast that they're getting ready to sign him to um his next contract so it's not like they're giving up on him but in in trey lance i mean we're talking about a guy that he hardly played any and i think this was part of his problem with the 49ers in, in addition to the bad luck was just the fact that he didn't play a whole lot of college football. Remember, he only played it. He only played a year. He's he's only twenty three years old, and so he's he's not played a great deal. He's got a lot of miles left on him. So if he's any good, if he's any good, and <laughs> I I still think that they obviously people still think that he's good or can be good, um, but he, could he be a guy that could could be uh, a develop a developed guy? Uh, over the next year or two and then give Dak a run for his money or could he be a guy that develops and then you kind of dangle him out there as some trade bait and you get more for him than what you gave up in a fourth round draft pick so I would say that it makes sense if you're going to let Dak walk well I don't think you're going to let Dak walk not, not I don't ba- think you are either not, not based I don't on think what- you are either and I don't I I <sighs> I think the 49ers figured out real quick, we blew it. We made a terrible move here, and they were ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been beaten out by how many people now? Well. Yeah, okay. So they were like, yep, okay. Well, he won Let's... the job last year, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and then didn't get it back. And then didn't get it back. Right. Then didn't get it back. Yeah, And uh, it just feels like... Uh, the Niners figured out this, this he's not going to progress. He's not going to be the guy we want him to be. And so they they were happy to get anything they could for him. 
they make the move. And I think now the Cowboys, if you're thinking, hey, we're going to let this guy sit here for a year and then all of a sudden we're going to get a bunch of different offers, I, I think that's a pipe dream. Well, here's the question I have more than more than anything. The immediate question is, what does that do from a chemistry standpoint for your football team? Or does it affect it at all? And maybe it doesn't because they're pros. But, you know, you had, you know, Will, it seemed like you had kind of everything set up with Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, Will Greer, you know, serviceable third string quarterback. Seemed like everybody was on the same page. And then Friday afternoon, you blow the whole thing up. And you bring in you bring in a, a third string quarterback mm. without without, tell, without telling Dak they didn't give him a heads up not that he deserved not that he's owed one but you kind of like you would almost think like before they announced that that they'd send him a text or send him a give him a phone call and say hey FYI we're bringing in Trey Lance don't read anything into this we just had a, we felt like we had an opportunity to upgrade that third string position and we're pulling the trigger on this and it's going to be announced here pretty quick. Mm. I'm not upset with the trade. I'm not either. It's it's a fourth round pick. That that's not that big of a deal. I'm just so confused as why. It, it's not a question of is it an insurance policy for Dak? Maybe, um, but if you're talking about extending his deal, then you don't need an insurance policy when you've got Cooper Rush, who played very well for you last mm-hmm. year. Just just listen to what you just said a minute ago, Chuck. It was a chance to upgrade the third quarterback position. Is that something teams around the league are looking to do to win Super Bowls? Not generally. Hey, man, we got to upgrade our third string quarterback. Not it, ge- not generally. Or like, hey, can our third string quarterback walk and chew gum at the same time? Okay, we're good there. If we got two that we trust and we're good, we're good there. And even if you're worried about a third string quarterback because of injuries to your first two, because we've seen three quarterbacks play at Texas Tech last year. That means you're planning on carrying three quarterbacks on a 53-man roster that has got questions on offensive line, that's got some questions in some specific places on your defense, like linebacker, that you're trying to figure some things out, and special teams. And you're going to carry a third-string quarterback who you hope never sees the field. Yeah, you're going to trade for him and, and not have him active? I just I'm so I don't lost. I don't understand. I don't hate it. Yeah. I'm just lost. And I'm also not here to say that who knows and and I think you brought up a, a decent point Chuck in saying that you know he didn't play a lot of college football. Well, that's maybe why you don't give up multiple picks to yeah. trade up and get him. Right. If he's not a sure thing, you know, maybe maybe and the 49ers figured out. We blew this. This was terribly done on our part. Let's, you know, cut ties now and move on. The, just so you guys know, the and you probably do know this, that the NFL did put in a new rule this year with regard to the backup quarterback that each team will have be able to have an emergency quarterback on game days that won't count against the team's 46-man active roster. Yeah, and that's where Trey Lance will live. That That's where he will live, yep. 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 So... Yeah. Anyway, it's just... It I would was, tell you NFL teams, Jeff, probably value the fourth-round pick more than you and I do. Yeah. I, like, I, it's not just I, like throw away, oh, well, mm-mm. it's just a fourth-round pick. But that being said, it's not like they gave up two firsts or something right. like yeah, that. It's together. not like they gave up three firsts like San Francisco did. There you go. And and there was a discussion on this radio station Saturday afternoon on Double T 97.3 about, hey, under a lot of circumstances, a guy like Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch get fired over making a mistake like that, you know, three. But, but the point was, hey, the reason that they're not is that they've been winning. Now, they haven't been winning at the ultimate level. You know, they haven't they haven't won a Super Bowl together, but they've been awfully, awfully close. Yeah, I'm sure there are some scouts and, you know, personnel people that have been... Chastised. Run through the ringer a little yeah. bit in oh, San Francisco. Sure. Absolutely. Is it, I wonder if it's the same guy that's like, you made us, you talked us into drafting for Trey Lance. Yeah, but I also talked you into drafting Brock Purdy with the last. <laughs> right, the and guy, over, like, the guy over there's like Brock, uh, Brock Purdy, Purdy turned up turned out pretty good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right. the same guy. Yeah, did and John I, Daniel start working in San Francisco yeah. that we forgot? Yeah. No, it would have been if Purdy had been injured for a year and a half and had not played, and his arm had to be sewed back on. Then he would have wanted to draft him. I got to admit to you, I mean, based on what we saw in the NFC Championship game and when he got injured, the fact that he's able to start week one 
Um, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. just in terms of the the type. It's been of a while, but um, yeah, it's not like he had Tommy John surgery or anything like that. But no, I agree. I mean, that was a pretty. I don't know, pretty bad injury, obviously. Yeah. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. August the 28th, 2023. Game week begins. Here is Jeff McGuire with the Stan Sports History. Going to 1949 to get us kicked off today because the Davis Cups Men's Tennis Championship took place. U.S. takes the trophy for the third straight year. With the last day singles win to Ted Schroeder and uh, Pancho Gonzalez beat Australia four to one. Pancho Gonzalez. There were Pancho. a lot of punch. There were a lot of Pancho Gonzalez tennis rackets out there too for a long, long time. Okay. Nineteen sixty, White Sox Ted Klazuski is the hits a three run homer that is disallowed because the umpire had called time. 1967, Boston signs their first free agent outfielder. We talked about him Friday last week. Ken Harrelson for a $75,000 bonus. Remember, he told the A's to basically blank off. Yes. <laughs> he just told them he didn't care for their offer. 1977, Nolan Ryan strikes out 300 batters for the fifth straight season. Notice I didn't say 200. I said 300. 300, right, yeah. 1981, Britain's Sebastian Coe sets a then one-mile world record of 3 minutes, 47.33 seconds. 1987 brings Mike Schmidt to bat. He passes Ted Williams and Willie McCovey with 522 home runs. Mm-hmm. Do we talk about him enough when we talk about some of the great, one of the greatest hitters? I I think he's up there. I mean, I think he's respected and thought of as as that. Nineteen ninety. He do, he does kind of get overlooked. He does he does get kind of overlooked. Nineteen ninety. Chicago Cubs second baseman Ryan Sandberg is the first second baseman to hit 30 home runs in consecutive seasons. He was a good one. You don't hear much about him these days. I think he's a minor league manager. Okay. Don't quote, maybe he's a hitting coach Mm -hmm. for a minor league team, something. Uh, 2004, U.S. women's basketball team goes through the Athens Olympics undefeated and wins their fifth gold medal, beating Australia 74-63 in the final. It is National Cherry Turnover Day. Oh, man. Sign me up. Happy birthday to Jack Black, who's 54. Shania Twain celebrating her 58th birthday. Jason Priestley, 54. Leanne Rimes, 41. And Lou Pinella turns 80 today. Lou Pinella. I loved Lou Pinella as a little kid. He he was my first favorite baseball player. Okay. Because I was... I don't know, eight, nine years old, and he was playing for the Royals that first year. I mean, he was he was really, I don't know, I always liked, always liked Lou Pinella. I hated it when he left uh, the Royals and went to the Yankees. It just, it saddened me. I acknowledge that he was a very good baseball player. I will always remember Lou Pinella as the manager. Yeah, I don't, would you consider him a very good baseball player? Good, he was a good player. Uh, yeah. He was, he was, he was a good player. I mean, he he helped the Yankees in those uh, mm-hmm. 77, 78 years. Yeah, um, I, w- I would just say never a star. Never a yeah. star. He had yeah. some big hits. No, he mm-hmm. wasn't. I mean, when you look at who was on that team back in those days, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, not even, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even know if he was top 10, but I mean, because he was a starter, but he was a sometimes starter. But so he yeah. might have been, he might have been a top 10. But I mean, when you look at, you know, Sparky Lyle and, you know, Ron Guidry and, you know Thurman Munson and Craig Nettles and um, the guy at second base, Willie. Uh, He's a guy Randolph. you'd want Randolph. on your team, mm-hmm. but you could also find someone better uh, if you needed it. Yeah. And on this day, in 1963, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, when we allow freedom to ring, 
When we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual. Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history, 650. Uh, looking at this 2004 USA women's Olympic basketball team. <laughs> talk about talk about a group of stars. Um, led, by, of course, by Cheryl Swoops. But Tamika Catchings, Lisa Leslie, Dawn Staley, Diana Taurasi, Tina Thompson. Uh, Ruth Riley, who played at Notre Dame and won a national championship there. She played here in Lubbock. And then the one name I frankly just don't recognize and i'm sure that she was a very good player because she was on that team Susie batkovic does that name ring a bell to you no don't didn't ring a bell to me either so anyway uh and i, I don't know if i said tamika catchings but she was on that team as well but mm-hmm. that was a obviously a really good really good um uh, basketball team so uh you're probably right with regard to to lupinella um with he he wasn't he wasn't just like the greatest ever, but I mean, he was. He played sixteen years. Yeah, no, he, I mean, solid player, whatever. Was, but I, I, I'm kind of agreeing with Jeff. My, my point is that I agree with Jeff. He's more well known as a manager, sure, than he was as a player. Sure. Um, and 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 just just so you know, he was the '69 Rookie of the Year. So that's that's why, as an eight-year-old little boy, I could kind of he would capture my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sure. and and if you if you probably were to say to him in you know um, the fall of '69 or going into the '70 season, hey, that you're going to be only an All Star one time, uh, but you're going to win three World Series. I mean, he won two as a player with the Yankees, and then managed the Reds. People forget about the Cincinnati Reds in 1990. You know, they beat the A's, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, it was like you said, a three-time manager of the year. Six fifty-two this morning. Hey, how about this for a stunner? Um, it's it's stunning, kind of where the Seattle Mariners are today compared to where they were ten ten days ago or two weeks ago. Um, but this is the latest, or this is the first time in the month of August that they have been in first place since two thousand and three. So twenty years. Yeah. Since they've been in first mm-hmm. place in August, I, I heard that this morning, and I thought that is just a crazy, crazy stat. Um, when you think about kind of everything that you know, how, in some aspects they get hidden, uh, in other aspects you're like, man, they've had a lot of good players come through there, and for them not to have been in first place since 2003, uh, this deep into August. Uh, seems seems a little crazy yeah. when, you, when you really kind of when you really kind of think about it. So, well, just a, just a thought there. Six fifty three this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments. The Eight Morning Center chat line. Go to double t ninety seven three dot com. Good day for uh, Tech Soccer yesterday. They beat Utah State three uh, nothing. So they're still undefeated. Uh, they moved that game up. They were fearful of inclement weather, and then it turned out to be a beautiful evening. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it works that way. Right, yeah. right. And you know that if they hadn't, yeah, if they hadn't, then it had been, been lightning and all the above. Right. And I think my guess is they're probably more fearful of the lightning than anything else. Um, um, just, just because it sounded like it was, it's just from what it looked like, uh, the storms were going to, and it looked like early in the day that oh, it looks like that's going to be a good decision. But then I was out last night and, like oh man it's a beautiful night for soccer <laughs> i'm sure but hey they'd already won so it doesn't matter you know tom stone probably said hey we'll play at nine o'clock in the morning if it means getting a victory mm-hmm. you know they love to have the fans there and all that kind of stuff but you know if it if it means getting a victory versus um utah state you know or not or not getting to, not getting to play um after the match he said uh Thought our girls handled the time change well. I think they were excited when they came in the building. They didn't have to want to wait to play all day. So, so I think from that standpoint, we pivoted nicely. Pivoted. Thought we were, thought we were excited and ready to go. 
Look, we're going to play a ton of Sunday games, and they're going to be at 1 o'clock. That's the way it is. It's in a roundabout way. This turned to be a net positive for us. We got the win. We got to play in the heat, grind it out, and the girls got to feel the satisfaction of getting a win on Sunday. There you go. And his kid caught a pass and a touchdown for the Friendship Tigers on I caught more than one. Friday, but he caught the three. Three. Get three touchdown passes? Eight catches. Okay. Three touchdowns. Okay, yeah. Well, he caught he got three. Yeah. I knew of one, but he got three. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for him. They've, and the Tigers won 45 26. It was a good weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a highlight weekend for Tom Stone. For the Stones, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much for uh, the Coronados. They take it on the chin. But uh, good good for the Friendship Tigers. And we'll have Friendship Tiger football on the air for you Friday night. It's a big one. They play at Lubbock Cooper. We'll have uh, both broadcasts for you on 100.7 score and then on double T 97.3. 6.55. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Um, we will have Red Raider football with Joey McGuire on the air tomorrow night. He'll be joined by the special teams coach, uh, Kenny Patterson. And he also coaches uh, the running backs. He's the special teams coordinator. So he'll be um, with Coach McGuire and then Taj Brooks, um, who I think they expect quite a bit out of uh, this coming year. Um, and, you know, one of the things that... They've... Kenny Perry. Kenny Perry. I'm sorry. Kenny Patterson. Kenny Perry. He... I apologize to Mr. Perry. Kenny and Perry. whoever Kenny Patterson is. And whoever Kenny Patterson is. Who said, I coach offense <laughs> or defense, not special teams. He's a special teams coordinator. That's part of his part of his, part of his role. Um, all right, so we're going to talk uh, defense a little bit. And again, Jamie, when I look at the guys that are listed, you know, at least at, as, the, as the starters, you know, um, when you have Jalen Hutchings, Tony Bradford, Miles Cold, Josiah Pierre, Jacob Rodriguez, Steve Linton, he's the new guy. Um, these are all these are all guys um, that um, you expected to to start. Um, C.J. Baskerville um, is a transfer, but you expected him to to be a starter. Rashad Rashad Williams, uh, Dadrian Taylor, Demerson, um, and then maybe. Maybe, and you pointed this out to me, maybe the surprise was, um, you know, Braylon Lux uh, or Malik Dunlap at uh, cornerback. Yeah, that's the biggest surprise for me on the defensive side of the ball, uh, just because we've seen Malik being there and last season and play big for you and make a lot mm-hmm. of big plays. And so for him not to be the clear-cut starter there is a, is a surprise to me. Yeah. Uh, Derek says morning, and then uh, it was nice to meet you this weekend, Chuck. Yes, it was nice to meet Derek, another one of our morning drive listeners that I met out and about this awesome. weekend. Met him at uh, uh, the autograph event, and then one of our morning drive listeners, Jamie, Saturday night at um, Tech Night, bought the Patrick Mahomes uh, football, and I believe he bought a helmet too because I saw him going in. I walked in with him. We walked in with him and his wife. And then as we were leaving, him and his wife were walking out carrying the Mahomes football. I'm like, oh, look at you, man. He got that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. The Joey McGuire football uh, that was signed went for $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, you know, Coach McGuire kind of added to the uh, – he threw a little gasoline on the fire because he was the one that was parading the, the football around and – it kept getting higher and higher and higher and That's higher. Great. And it was down to two guys. One guy bid, you know, just a little bit more than the other guy. And so he won the $5,000. And then some lady there uh, offered up her autograph football and said, hey, I'll give this football if Joy McGuire will sign it and the other guy can have it for $5,000. And, um, and he ponied up. Sweet. So they they sold two of them for ten grand. I hope they get the the other guy that bought that bought it. I hope they get him um, the nice glass case that they gave the other guy. 
would seem would seem fair. You can grab one of those cases for twenty five bucks. I know, but I mean, still, it's just that if you can afford five thousand, you can probably afford the twenty five. You probably can. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. But anyway, it looked like it looked a little nicer than the twenty five dollar ones. Okay. But I mean, just I didn't get to see it up close and personal. Okay, so we got the Patrick Mahomes helmet. We got the yeah. j- the two Joey McGuire footballs. Mm-hmm. What about the lap? The lab was sold. Mm-hmm. Well, what did the lab go for? I think the lab went for like eight hundred bucks. Sweet. That's kind of a steal, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Like five thousand dollars for an autographed football that you could have just bought a football and gone to the event on Saturday and got stood in line. Yeah, right. There's the donation there. There's the donation. That's getting the, an eight hundred dollar mm-hmm. purebred lab. That's that's a steal at twice the price almost. I, I think that's what it went for. It was under a thousand. If it was, yeah, was eight hundred, eight fifty. I know under it's under if it's eight, it's under a thousand it's eight hundred I mean even I can do that math sure I'm sure Kenny Patterson can too well, and yeah. Kenny Perry whoever he is yeah, yeah. Right. or even Katy Perry but yeah you know All right mm-hmm. yeah it was a malprop um, so of, Braylon Lux is the mm-hmm. transfer from Fresno State sorry to get back to football my sure. bad um, <laughs> it's not, not a week. yeah. Uh, he's the transfer from Fresno State, and Dunlap, of course, is transfer from NC State. So, Lux is a, a California kid that they've brought in, and um, obviously a, a super senior, so he's got plenty of experience as well. Uh, somebody asked about the Baylor transfer, AJ McCarty. Is he eligible? I I don't think he is yet. I think they're still waiting on a ruling on that. And keep in mind, he's already used his red shirt, so. And, and this is kind of one of those ones where you go, in all honesty, this is, he's a, he's a player that should have to sit out. You know, you'd really like to have him, but in terms of how the transfer rules go, but how the transfer rules go, keep getting thrown out the window. So you want him to be declared eligible or just, just get rid of the whole thing. <laughs> I thought that's what they did. Pretty much, but I mean, <laughs> they still have. There are still some rules. Okay, there are still some. What, um, what are those? You <laughs> got them all in one hand. Can I you count them all in I one hand. Count them all in one finger. And yeah. that if you've used your red shirt and you've already transferred, that if you've used your red shirt, um, and you're trying to transfer, especially in conference, that you have to sit out a year unless you can get some kind of waiver. What if your other school releases you? Yeah. What if your mom's sick? Right. All those things. And you're moving closer to home. Well, his brother plays for Tech, so that's, you know. What if What if they dropped your uh, academia pursuit? What if so your position you coach changed at the other school? Yeah, all those things. Right. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I mean, again, just mm-hmm. get rid of it. Just get rid of the whole doggone mm-hmm. thing. What, what if, if they didn't give you another enough water breaks at the old school? Sure. What if they don't have left-handed desks and you're left-handed, right? <laughs> yes. Right? By all means, you, you know, should transfer. I'm, I, you know, you guys make fun of me on that, but I mean, it, it has been a I mean, it has been a task having to grow up not writing on left-handed desks. Uh, this, I have two purebred labs and can confirm Jeff is in fact correct. That's a crazy steal. Okay. Yeah. Crazy steal. When you, if you're just sitting, mm-hmm. like right here in front of you right now. Well, this is this and is you fine. Were, and you were writing. This is fine. Okay. On the anchor desk. And you were writing. Mm-hmm. Is, and you're left-handed. Is the piece of paper to the left side of your body? Mm-hmm. It looks like it's right square in the middle to me. Well, I mean, if I were writing, I'd be over here. I, I have it. I have it here just because I just... Okay, because I write across my body. Yeah. My piece of paper would be on the left side. On the left I'm, side. And I'm right-handed. All I, all I know is, is that little... The first time I got to put my hand down on where it actually came down on a, on a, on those, you know, those, those student-type desks where you sit down, I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. Because it's kind of taxing on your hand to kind of just... Taxing. You know, probably have carpal tunnel, you know, from my, you know... Junior high and high school days. Probably, probably you could, should sue somebody. I probably could sue the Shy mm-hmm. Mission School District. Yeah, you know? they owe you big time. <laughs> uh, McCarty was at BU for three years. Doesn't he get the one-time free transfer? I don't know how that works with him already using his red shirt. I think that's 
Well, why does the the red shirt shouldn't affect? Isn't doesn't I affect the transfer? Does I don't it? know. I don't know. And, and and I may be completely wrong on this. And Coach McGuire may say today that he's injured for some reason. I I don't, I'm just what's in my mind is that but i may be completely wrong about that yeah i don't know how the red shirt affects your availability if you've used your red shirt or not mm, yeah i think it's more about how many times you've transferred and if you have one of those excuses one of those 45 that jeff and i just threw out there mm-hmm. at you by all means i'm going to call the gum shoes when yeah. i get done with mm-hmm. here and go what what are you yeah. guys waiting on and i did like my term of excuses yeah i did for your transfer yeah, right. <laughs> no, i mean it's, it's all fair it's all fair i mean you're the you're the voice of reason, Jamie. I don't know about all that. Yeah, you're the voice of reason, without without question. Uh, Lucky Lay reminds me of the time when I kind of was critical because she bought a right-handed ham when I was trying to cut it. It was a right-handed ham. It was really difficult. The struggle of life, Jamie. Am I supposed to comment here? I don't really have words. <laughs> no, just shake your head. It's just fine. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm a half an hour and a half late, but happy game week, gentlemen. It feels like Christmas morning. Yeah, it's you can wish great. us happy game week all the way up until kickoff. Yeah, happy game week, right? Yeah. Well, probably Saturday. You should start Welcome. saying happy game day. Happy yeah. game day. Yeah. Game day. Yeah. Yeah. Happy but game technically, day. you'd still be right. Yeah. Right. Saturday still is in this week. Jamie's got a question of the day that is next here this morning on the Morning Drive. Thank you for being with us. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. All right, guys, we're going to stick with the depth chart talk. Okay. Okay. Always exciting to see who's on top and who's not. and Sure. Who's had a good offseason, who's come in ready. Who's surprised in a good way or a bad way? Mm-hmm. So my question for you guys today is, who that is not listed as a starter? And you give me two answers, one on offense, one on defense. Okay. Who, who's not listed as a starter, will have the biggest impact on this team this year? Well, there's, there's one guy that, that I hope doesn't have an impact on this team this year. Uh, because that would mean that your QB1 goes down. So I'm not going to be negative by saying a positive. Um, I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say Cameron Valdez on offense. I, I think that with the offensive line that you have and the, with how they're going to use Taj Brooks and between the two of those guys, I think they're going to be very, very productive. Um, so I'm going to go with Cameron Valdez. And then uh, defensively, um, I, I'm going to say a guy that they had talked about redshirting, um, but is now listed second on the two deep behind Miles Cole, uh, Joseph Adetere, who, who they say is, is bigger and just is mean and hits and hits hard. So I, th- I think that he'll be a guy that has an impact at that edge position. Okay. You did it, Chuck. I was looking at two names that just literally jumped, and that's literally the two. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll have one the same. And then you hit both of them square in the head. Well, I didn't hit him square in the head because well, I don't, I I don't want him to get concussed. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both good, both really good answers. So, I, And I don't a, have... It's okay, Jeff. Jeff, sometimes people agree with Chuck. You're allowed. I, I, it's, I know. It's, you shake your head. I just hate, like, because there's a lot of people on this roster that you feel like could make it a huge impact that aren't necessarily starters, but those were literally the two that just jumped out at me that I was when, when you started answering, asking this question. So I'm sorry. I don't have another two. Okay. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the wide receiver position. I, I just think by nature of the wide receiver mm-hmm. position, you play so many different guys. I think at the running back spot, Taj Brooks is going to be the lead guy. And I don't think there's any question about that. And so while Valdez, I think, makes an impact, I just think that Taj is it's not going to be as split like it was last year. I think this is Todd's, or Taj's, you know, his chance to shine. And I think that we'll see him get the majority of the touches in the backfield. So uh, I'm really choosing between two wide receivers, and that would be 
Xavier White and J.J. Sparkman. Uh, I think I'm going to go with White because I think he'll end up seeing the ball come his way more, mm-hmm. and they'll use him in different ways, whether it's him you know, on special teams, him on and arounds, him obviously catching the ball down the field, all that. He's just a really talented, really fast guy. So I think I'm going to go with Xavier White as my offensive player. Um, I think Joseph Adetere is a, is a great answer on the defensive side. Again, guys on the defensive line, you're rotating them in a bunch, and so you're you know keeping them uh, uh, fresh and all that good stuff. So I think Adetere will play a big factor. But I, I actually am going to the linebacker position. Um, I'm going with Tyreek Matthews. I just feel like he's played a bunch for the Red Raiders. We've seen him a bunch, and it seems like he's gotten better. So um, I've heard Coach McGuire talk, talk glowingly about him. So I think at that that linebacker position, the one you know I've told you guys I'm a little bit nervous. Still, we see those guys. Uh, I I think Matthews and could possibly you know, I don't know I'm nothing against Jacob Rodriguez, but I think Matthews could could at times end up being the starter. So I, I think he's going to have a major impact on the defense. Yeah, and I think uh, it's it's part of that's about staying healthy for him too. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. um, could have gone Bryce Ramirez as well. Mm-hmm. That would have been kind of the sentimental pick. They uh, and and he's you know he's making made a comeback obviously from that horrific injury that he suffered at South Carolina last year. And uh, they Coach Tim DeRuiter Saturday night said he's not quite a hundred percent yet, but I mean mm-hmm. he's he's enough percent that he's gonna he's gonna play on Saturday. Good. But um, he he kind of alluded. Uh, alluded to that a little bit um, that 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 that's the case um, from a special teams uh, standpoint. This is interesting to me, um, and may may or may not be interesting to you guys. But Reese Burkhart has um, beaten out Gino Garcia to be the kickoff kicker. I don't know if they 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 have KO kickoff, but it should be like KOK kickoff kicker. He's the kickoff kicker. What do you do? I'm the kickoff kicker. I mean, that would make sense to me. The other thing that's interesting to me is the the holder is going to be Austin McNamara. And I believe he's – that's uh, North Carolina State. I said South Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina State. You're right. Thank you. Um, I should not rely on my memory as much as I do because it's not – For which player? Uh, Bryce Ramirez. Yeah, that's he got hurt again. Yeah, Kansas North Carolina. State. I, I said yeah. South Carolina, so that was oh, okay. my that's my bad. Um, and then from a from a kick returner standpoint, man, you got you got a lot of guys that have the ability to do this. Uh, Jordan Brown, Xavier White, Miles Price, Nehemiah Martinez. Um, yeah, and, and not always, but usually there's more than one back there. <gasps> no, no, no. Yeah, I understand so. that, but I mean, uh, you know, that's a that's a dangerous position uh, to be in to. So, I mean, you're, you're putting some guys back there that, because I think, I think you're right about Xavier White, of how much he touches the ball or has the ability to touch the ball just because of his previous position of being a runner, you know, and just being able to be a guy that can kind of get that little flip end around. He's got, he's obviously got breakaway speed. Um, you know, they're using him on punt returns as well, along with uh, Miles Price. Um, so, anyway, so, um, it it I feel like I feel like Jamie and, I, and maybe Coach McGuire will allude to this. I feel like you're as healthy as you've been going into a season in quite some time. And I knock on wood saying mm-hmm. that. And I know they're going to cite the 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 conditioning, the diet, the weight training, the taking care of their bodies. Uh, they they do put a lot into that. And in addition to being careful in the number of reps that they get. I mean he's. He reiterated, he, I don't know if he's talked about that very much this year or not, but he sure did last year and sure did during the season that he doesn't need to see a guy do it that he already knows can do it. Yeah, no, all, the, all those things factor into it. And then and then also a little, little luck as well. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, it's, it's not as if whatever you just said, which is all true, not as if last year where they didn't do that with Cole Spencer. Right, mm-hmm. and you lost him for the season. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just, it just just happens. Sometimes it's just bad, bad luck. luck. Yep, right, right. Just bad you're, luck. You're in looking sports. For, yeah. We're looking for good luck. Is what we're you're out there competing. Every once in a while, you're going to get dinged up. Yeah, and you just hope it's not 
long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, unfortunately, uh, Jakeem Grant on a opening kickoff, you know, for their game against Kansas City on Saturday, tears up his knee and uh, probably could, probably done for the season. Could we get all Red Raider players for the history of ever away from that organization? The Cleveland Browns. Yes. Yeah. Just get them away. Yeah, it make it makes you wonder what. What is Jakeem Grant doing running back a kick on a preseason game? Well, because that's he's a job. Kid, that's what he does. Well, no, and he's but trying I'm... to and he's coming back from an injury last year that sidelined him for the whole year. I know, but I mean they This this they one might can... be the career ender for him, and I hate to say that. Yeah. Because this is not his first lower leg injury. This right. is not a, he's coming off of one. And what is Jakeem's greatest ability? His speed. <laughs> and what goes away after injuries like Didn't this? we have a conversation last week about how the Chiefs were doing it so right with playing Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, oh, right. and the Cowboys were doing it so wrong because mm-hmm. he wasn't playing? Right. Okay? But right. what is Jakeem Grant doing in a preseason game? Yeah. What is he doing? Playing his actual position in a yeah. preseason game? What is yeah. he doing? I kind of feel like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth there, I might Chuck. Be. I might be. Sometimes I do. Uh, and he is out for the year. Yeah, um, that's not, that just stinks out loud for it that does, young man. It does stink out loud. Uh, he had a ruptured patella, patellar tendon. Oh, goodness. Those are extremely hard to come back from. I mean, it's possible, but like Jeff said. Man, just yeah. the mental part of mm-hmm. having a year-ending issue or injury last year and fighting your way back and working to get back and working to get back and – Missing all that time, and then you get back, and you're a couple weeks away from the season start. And I just that just you hate for anybody to have to deal with that. Absolutely. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. A future Big 12 member, Arizona State, will not play in a bowl game this year. Jamie, they self-imposed themselves a bowl ban yesterday morning. Um, they let the team know and then announced it. Uh, this uh, goes with the investigation of the uh, coaching regime of uh, Herm Edwards. Uh, he ended his uh, position there three games into last year after they lost to Eastern Michigan. Uh, alleged uh, allegations of repeated and gratuitous recruiting violations has now even scattered many of the best players. So the ones that benefited from the alleged recruiting violations are no longer with the team. Um, there's a, a trove of uh, recruiting violations, according to this uh, ESPN article, that uh, include uh, ignoring restrictions implemented during the COVID-19 recruiting dead period. That's the same problem that Michigan has. Allegations uh, that the mother of a player purchased Tickets for campus to travel, staff members giving tours to up to a dozen recruits in vans when visitors prohibited, and a position coach working out a prospect in a local park while he was in town and evaluating the video of the illicit workout in an offensive staff meeting. Um, Five full-time coaches uh, left or have been fired. Um, uh, Again, the sad thing is um, there's – um, 20 players that are playing their final year, but they probably knew this was coming, so maybe they should have left um, and gone to somewhere else. Just You kind of just wonder about these self-imposed bowl bans in today's environment if it's, if it's really that effective. I mean, there's so many rules that have changed, and you just kind of wonder what's, what's going on. Herm Edwards is now safely back at ESPN as an analyst. You know, being loved all over the place, and uh, and I, I I did like Herm. I do like Herm Edwards, but I don't like what he's done to this program. Um, it's unfortunate that these kids have to face the bigger penalty than what than what he has to pay face because he's being paid. He's on TV. He's being loved all over the place by his colleagues and viewers. Yeah, man. So I guess he's technically really not facing any punishment Mm -hmm. although he did lose his job not because of that but just because they didn't win right he's bad at his job antonio pierce the defensive coordinator also out and also not expected to coach again um so 
apparently there's a, a picture of Edwards taking a person alleged to be a top 100 recruit from a for a tour around the Arizona State room during a dead period. It's just all kinds of gosh, all kinds of stuff like that. So that's a, that's unfortunate uh, for them, and they're trying to to rebuild their program. So they're they're lucky to be alive in the in the Big Twelve. Uh, I before we get to the bowl projections, I, I wanted to. I feel like I have a problem with this, and I feel like that you guys are going to say I'm making more of this than it is. Going into the Cowboy game yesterday, Dak Prescott showed support for Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott has signed with the New England Patriots, and Dak Prescott wore an Ohio State Buckeyes jersey as he walked into Cowboy Stadium Saturday night for their game with the Raiders. Okay, Zeke doesn't play for the Cowboys anymore. You know, Zeke's not with the Cowboys because the running back position's been diminished. He's, he got paid. I just, I don't know. I feel like that this is a lack of either A, loyalty to his employer, or B, like saying to the other running backs, hey, you ain't Zeke. I wish sure wish Zeke was still here. But he's not, so I'm, I'm going to cape up for him. I just, I didn't, I didn't like that look. By your starting quarterback. Hey, Jamie, you see what happened in the uh, the Chiefs game? The whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it's, compl- it's completely no, different. No, I did not. That's completely different of Patrick Mahomes going and consoling Jakeem Grant, who was injured. That's completely different than wearing somebody's jersey. Supporting a former teammate. Okay. I put it in the I told you, category. I, it, it's, it's, that is an unfair comparison. Neither one of them bothered me. The Zeke, the the, the Dak I, one with Zeke bothers me because he's your he's your leader, he's your starting quarterback, and this is a guy that has left you. I I I'll agree with Chuck in that they're completely completely different things, completely different things. Um, when Chuck started telling the story about Dak wearing the jersey, I thought to my my initial thought was he's playing for another team. He he's not hurt. He didn't go through some tragedy. Yeah, he's playing for another team, so it's not necessary. That's different. In football terms, Jakeem Grant just went through a tragedy. Okay, he's about to lose his second consecutive season and probably end his career. Okay, that's pretty tragic for a football player. So I have no problem with Patrick Mahomes. As a matter of fact, I appreciate Patrick Mahomes from one Red, Ra- Red Raider to another to go show respect for that. I, <sighs> oh, Chuck, um, I I don't disagree with your point that it it feels like He's not showing loyalty to his employer. It feels like it could be taken as disrespect to the other running backs. <laughs> what it feels like to me it is, is Dak looking for attention. That's what it feels like to me. Well, he got it. I I, I don't know that I, if I was the Cowboys that I would be up in arms over it. Like, I feel like it's that big of a deal. I just think that in our... I mean, Dak knows it's going to be put on social media and he knows that people are going to talk about it. In this world of wanting attention, that's what Dak was getting, looking for and that's what Dak got. Okay? But have uh, a little self-awareness about maybe what you're doing, that the impact. Yeah, I, I don't... Like I said, I'm, I'm not angry about it. I don't think he... I don't think he disrespected Jerry Jones. I don't think he disrespected the running backs. I, I could see that somebody might take it that way. Um, I mean, I just think that those two, you know, came in together and they were tight and they were friends, all, all that, all that. But I don't know. It it just seems like Dak was looking for attention. And it's not like it was the Patriots jersey he was wearing. It was his Ohio State jersey. That's that's why yeah, I'm if he not had worn the Patriots jersey. That'd be wrong. Right, that was a completely different conversation. <laughs> um, I don't know. I it's it's typical Dak, as far as I'm concerned. It, it, it's act like you're the leader of that team. Act, and, and see, that's act, not acting like you're the leader of the team. I, I mean, act like you're not a drama queen. You know, act that you're all about business and all about football. You know, act like you you're all just all about winning, and Dak's not. Okay, and and so none of it surprises me, but I'm not up in arms over it like you are. Okay, yeah. I, I was I'm 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 irritated by it. Yeah, I don't, and maybe that's just because I don't care. I understand. <laughs> I just saw that. And went, I just what are you don't. doing, man? 
I just don't. I just saw that and went. If I was Jerry Jones, I might be angry. Sure. Yeah. Have it, it's like, yeah. like what? What? What are you thinking here? Yeah. What do you? What are you thinking here? What's was that? Was that done? Oh, let's draw some. Let's connect some dots. Okay. That was after the Trey Lance trade. Yes. So clearly, Dak feels like he was disrespected by trading for another quarterback, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to return the favor and disrespect Jerry for not re-signing Zeke. No, that's clearly what happened. There's no doubt, right? Yeah. yeah, I didn't just make that a complete reach or anything, right? No. But <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. I hope people understand that. I, I um, do, but I understood it. <laughs> it's kind of like, I kind of want to, kind of want to agree with you. It's, I mean, he might as well have worn a carried in sign that said, will not play unless we trade for Zeke. Uh, a couple <laughs> things uh, reaction-wise. Not hating a former teammate in front is a sign of maturity. Uh, I disagree. Tone not deaf, but hate, not hating and wearing his jersey. There's it feels like there's a gap between there. Yeah. There's there's some, some area in between. Tone deaf, but typically insecure. Dak needing attention. Yes, very well said. It's Completely more, agree. It's more about Zeke as friend, not Zeke as ex running back. If Kelsey were let go by the organization and Mahomes showed up wearing a Cincinnati jersey, he would probably applaud Mahomes for supporting his friend. Nope, I don't think Mahomes would do that. Cowboys cut Elliott. Zeke was fired. He didn't leave voluntarily. It's his best friend to give him a pass. I don't. Uh, I like that better as a play caller than a quarterback. Let him call all the plays Saturday night. <laughs> oh, I liked him better as a play caller than quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jamie, if Chuck left, would you not be his friend anymore? If he went to another radio station, I mean, I'd be like, well, he's dead to me. You know, just I like, wouldn't, Jamie. You'd still be my friend. Maybe they lost a bet. No, there wasn't no bet here. <laughs> What if Chuck left? Would I still be his friend? If you left, would I still would you would you still be my friend? Yeah, we'd be acquaintances, but I mean, like you're a competitor now. You're on the other team. Well, he just said that I left. Did he say I went for another radio station? No, Chuck. No, if you, what if I went to, you know, if you went to the Forest Service, I'd still be. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, don't if, let Smokey if, Bear get you. If you could find me, if I could find you, yeah. I would be hard to find. Jamie, I promise Jamie's, you. Jamie's not taking my calls. This has been the Morning Drive podcast. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.